You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is some of my best friends are Kabbalists. I'm Aprom Kipolevich, and I'm here with one of my best friends, Rav Nosen Notoglik, Kabbalist extraordinaire out of Ashkelon. Last week, uh, Rav Nosen, we spoke about um, the significance of the Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva himself, uh, giving it a little bit of a Kabbalistic spin um, in order to understand the deaths of the Talmudim and how that aligns with what Sfiras HaOmer is supposed to bring. Um, you know, Sfiras HaOmer, uh, Nosen, is the, is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, for rabbis who are... Uh, uh, looking for a drasha, they've got seven weeks so that basically they can re <laughs> recycle Spiros Omer Taira. I mean, it's even good all the way to Shuvas almost. So it's like, wow, I, I, I can talk about the mitzvah Spiros Omer, I can talk about Spiros, I can talk about what was happening. Um, so we're also sort of like benefiting here in this period of Spira, and we've spoken about uh, Rabbi Akiva, and I think it uh, gives us now, I think, a chance to to move towards the significance of Lagba Omer, which is, of course, um, going to be upon us next week. Um, yeah, we'll be so in readying ourselves for the day, which we know is uh, a Kabbalistic holiday. I mean, it's another way, only way I can put it. Um, uh, the, from the only way one can understand the what, how Lagba Omer has taken a root and has become this such a significant time is all based on a Kabbalistic perspective of 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 the day and what Rav Shemar Yochai uh, is about and what Chochmas Hasoid is about, what the Zayar is about. So I think it's proper that we are sort of setting the table for Lag Omer. And I know that uh, from the conversations that we've had here uh, preceding this recording, that you'd like this setup uh, to begin actually way before uh, Rav Shemar Yochai um, lectures on that last day of of, of giving out the Yidra and and being male uh, and, and all the all the sodos that came out, you actually want to tie this all the way back to um, another uh, auspicious occasion, which was at the end of Parshas Vayetze. Uh, we have Lovan catching up with Yaakov and um, having a, a, a meeting and uh, sort of like a <laughs> airing out of, of issues, but also a bris between the Aramim and the Bnei Yisrael. And uh, just to spoil everything, just to know that uh, the Gal-Ed, as we know, is the Aramaic term for um, uh, the, uh, right? I think it's the Aramaic term for... Uh, well, Yagar Sahaduta is Yagar Sahaduta, yeah. Boy, I, yeah, yeah. Galeid is Hebrew. Galeid is Hebrew, that's right. And the Yagar Sadusa, right. So the uh, the Yagar Sadusa and the Galeid, I know right there is already, you know, somehow the bell rings Lagba Omer, but I know that you've got, uh, 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 you're going to take us on, a, on an interesting journey here uh, between that, 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 that initial interconnection between uh, Yaakov and Lovon and... Um, how this plays out uh, through, especially in Bias Risham. So, as we say, the mic is yours. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Well, to begin with, I'm I'm very humbled by this opportunity because there is so much to talk about, there, and there is so much connection. There's deep patterns that that play out over the Tanakh and over Jewish history, and 
once you begin to see how it comes together, it's, it's quite amazing. And um, the Gal Ed that Yaakovinu sets up, which is really on the borderline, you know, it's, um, there's two things, actually. There's a Gal and there's a Mitzpeh. You see the Pesukim by, by Yaakov, you know. And the Mitzpeh is the Asher Yitzef Hashem Beni Uvenecha Kasher Nisater Ishmi Achiv, you know, that Hashem is looking out from this point of view to make sure that the that the covenant is is kept. So the there is a place in Gilad, Gilad being in the Ever Hayarden, which is pretty much on the borderline between between the uh, lands of let's say Chatzis Shevet Menashe, which they were they were there in Gilad. That was their that was their ancestral homeland after Bnei Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim. And the kingdom of Aram, which is which is north of that, because you have to understand, like Syria, Damascus, Aram, that whole area, is north of Avery Arden. It's not so much north of Eretz Yisrael proper. North of Eretz Yisrael proper, you have Lebanon, which is a bunch of Phoenician, Phoenician states, and um, and um, other people from in, you know from you know, there were there were still Kananim there that uh, that. Uh, Helped uh, Shlomo Melch build the base of Migdash and all that, but um, so that area of of let's say Mitzpeh Gilad is the borderline. It's some sort of a high point in the topography, and even even Rashi mentions this, which is which is interesting. You know, Rashi going into the topographical issues of the of the location of the Mitzpeh and the and the Galad, you know, and that seems to be like the border point between between. Um, um Ever Hayarden and the kingdom of the kingdom of Aram. So in all of these things, and the Ramban said it, you know, very clearly that whenever you have one of these stories about the obvious, it's it's myself voice Simon Levonim, that these are things that are going to play out over over Jewish history and and uh in the days of Bias Rishon also and you have that by by the brachas of uh of uh, Yaakov and Esav, for instance, where where Rav Yavid Sa'ir, and um, just so happens to be that Esav was or or Edom was sub- subjugated by the by the um, Israelite Empire while while it existed. Al Kolponim. So here too, there's significance in the events happening to Yaakov and future events. Okay, and one of the surprising things that the Ariya Kadosh works out in in uh, in the Priyets Chaim is that there's something going on with Yaakov Avinu which which transcends even the days of Bayez Rishon and and reaches apparently all the way through to the twenty four thousand Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva and apparently Rabbi Shimon, and if you read through the the um, this is what is it? It's chapter seven of the Priyets Chaim in Shar uh, Svirata Omer. So you'll see how these things are things are all put together. I don't know if it's humanly possible to actually encompass everything that I would like to do within the next uh, forty minutes or so, but um, we'll do as well as we can, I hope, and and. Uh, um, Bezrat Hashem, you know, if it doesn't, if we don't actually succeed in covering everything that might be covered, but at least we'll get people's curiosity up. And that sometimes, you know, learning, learning that there's something to learn about is, is a 
big help too. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me just let me just throw something in here. You know, I was, um, um, uh, you know, as you were talking, as you can see, I've put on the screen for my own uh, edification uh, yes. the image of. There's Ramot Gilad. There's yeah. Ramot Gilad. And here, of course, where Yaakov crosses the Yabok, and here's where he meets the Sarshal Esav, Penuel. Right. Um, so this is really, um, you know, Ramot Gilad is really, as you said, um, it's, 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 it's the last place, it's the, the border of Aram and, and Yisrael, correct? That's the, uh, what's going, well, technically yeah. this, this area to the west of Gilad is what we call Aver Ayarde, right? That's what right. ends up, that's a Ming. But but I think what's what's interesting here, and, and I know that I mean uh, you have you have you have an interesting question because the Chorah the 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 um, the uh, Eretz Sichon not Sichon Eretz Ogmalachaboshan, so the Bashan is north of that area, mm-hmm. okay in the in in the Golan Heights, and I so I'm a little bit unsure of how, exactly how to explain that because we conquered Eretz Ogmalachaboshan, so so why is you know why is why is Ramot Gilad kind of like the cutoff point? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it could it, it could have been let's say in the time of you know in, in the time of Malchus uh, Malchus Yisrael like you know the time of uh, of Ahav you know that's where that's where the cutoff point was and and uh, Yaakovinu is doing it Al Shem Al Shem I don't I I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but, I just want to throw in before you. Um... You know the the you know the Ebenezer's famous uh, interpretation of Arami Oved Ovi um, right. is of course not on Lavan but Yaakov. <laughs> Yaakov is the Arami. You know Yaakov mm-hmm. spent so many years in Aram. Uh, Aram is, is has always been in a way a place that we have uh, de- depth into that we've you know put ourselves into that well of Aram in order to absorb in order to change. Uh, Yaakov has to take his children. Yeah, Yaakov's children are born there. The Bnei Yisrael are born there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Yaakov's wife has to come from there. So, you know, it's 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 clear that you know the as much as we talk about we posit this this great friction between us and Aram and Lavan. You know, Lovan is part of us. You know, he's you know he's Zayda Lovan. You know, Yaakov himself, mm-hmm. as the Ebenezer says, becomes. In a sense, uh, an Arami. Yeah, he's and, the he's the well, or maybe or maybe Avram Avinu is the is the wandering Arami. And but I'll tell you what, you know, you're really onto something, and and uh, therefore I'm going to you know do a little sicha. I'm going to you know jump over and say something that I only intended to say somewhat later on, is that the the theme that you have between Am Yisrael and Aram is apparently Aram's claim that we don't actually have any kind of independent existence aside from them. You know, so you know, if, you, if a homeless guy shows up at somebody's doorstep and this, and this person takes the homeless person in and feeds him, okay, essentially saves his life, let's be honest, okay? So without, without, without being accepted inward, the person would, wouldn't even have a life. And then, you know, the, then the, the homeowner allows the person to work for a living and to build himself up and, and allows the person, the guest, to, to marry his daughters and to have children. And, you know, so from the point of view of the guest, I am creating my own existence here. Uh, sounds rather, rather, rather Rabbi Zweigian, you know, mm-hmm. but, that's what he, but that's what he's doing. I'm trying to build myself up because I didn't come here to be absorbed by you. But then on the other hand, materially speaking, or, or, or um, um, 
yeah, materially speaking, everything that I am is yours. So based upon what claim do I actually stake or, or based upon what do I make a claim for an independent existence? And this theme seems to be the kind of thing that's going on, generally speaking, between between Yaakov and Lovan and also between later generations and Aram. Aram had a claim against against Mamlechet Yisrael that, that we really didn't have a right to an independent existence. Now, historically, there's some there's some evidence for that because you know Aram was a was a fairly big power in its day, and it was trying it was trying to hold off the Assyrian Empire. And in order to do that, they utilized the services of all of their all of the other satellites that they considered to be part of their part of their coalition. Interestingly enough, although this story never exists, is never brought down in, in our in our Tanakh, it is brought down in the in the extra biblical sources in a in a some inscriptions by Shalmaneser the third that that um, that Ahav was part of the coalition that fought against Shalmaneser's attempt to invade the south and he and he fought underneath under the 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 banner umbrella of Aram. Yeah. of Aram okay so basically Aram was trying to present itself as being their regional power to whom everybody owed allegiance and without whom nobody could exist so so this this idea that we don't get to have an independent existence outside of Aram Okay, it's something that you're going to. I mean, you you see it by Yaakov and Love, and that's the major theme there. And you're going to see it by by uh, by Melech Aram and uh, and Ahav. You're going to see that also. Okay, but anyway, so with that, you know, so with that in mind, we can we can take a look at the at at a little bit of the um, Kavanas of of uh, of Lagbomer. And the way the Ari works this out is he says, you know, we were speaking about Mochin of Mochin of Gadlut and Mochin of Katanut. You know, there's there's small immature minds which are heavy on Midat Adin, and then you have expansive grown-up minds which are which are open and and infinite and and able to able to you know take in all of the shefa that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving, and um, and then you have some intermediate. Um, Mochin of Katanut, some intermediate small minds. Which also play a part in the in the Pesach Seder, and you have a transition between the really small minds and the intermediate stage of small-mindedness. And what's happening throughout the entire Sefirat Omer is that you're that you're transitioning between the first kind of small-mindedness and the second kind of small-mindedness. And when you successfully do that transition, then you can actually get some. Keter of small-mindedness, which is kind of a magical thing, because the minute you get to Keter, the Shara Hamishim, even if you're in a state of small-mindedness on some level, the whole package of is going to flow in, and then you're going to have Shavuos, which has really expansive, uh, expansive minds. Right? So that's trying to trying to say it briefly. Small-mindedness is always the name Aleph Lamid Hey Yudmem Elokim. That's small-mindedness. The transition between small-mindedness and big-mindedness, which is also a state of small-mindedness, is something called akedat m. All right. And what is and what is akedat m? It's a it's a variation of shemeloki. So the aleph and the mem are the same. It's 
the same Aleph from Elohim, the same Mem from Elohim, the middle letters change. And they change to the letter previous to the actual letter. So if it's Aleph Lamid, so you get Aleph Kaf. And then instead of Hey, you get a Dalid. And instead of a Yud, you get a Tet. So you end up with Kedat. So when I was learning this stuff in Yerushalayim, you know, they made it, they made it, uh, we got a lot of shiurim on akidat or kidat or whatever, but that's the that's the name in question. It's aleph kaf dalid tet mem, right? And the explanation is that the aleph itself, since there's nothing before the aleph, so you can't switch the aleph for anything. So the aleph stays aleph, and the mem also stays mem because it's a mem sophie. So what become what comes before a mem sophie? A regular mem, right? So it still stays a mem. And except that the mem being at the end of the word now becomes a mem sophie. So it's so it's aleph kaf dalid mem sophie. And that so, is like that's a tra transitional state of katnut. It's a traditional, it's a transitional state of small-mindedness, which can lead to transcendent real bochin of gadlut in a magic moment called shvuas. Okay. So that's the, I'm saying okay, yes, but I'm looking here at the at my own um, screen and uh, that you provided for me this piece from the Priyat Chaim, and basically, I guess what happens is just just this lashon is very striking. Um, he says once you have uh, Lag Baomer, um, then in and uh, um, after the death of the students of Rabbi Akiva, Oznis Galashem Achtadam, right? Shebebino, right? Uh, so it only really sort of came in the world after what we were talking about last week, it says, or at least it was Nisgalit that people could use it. Um, right. It, right. The so, name, name Akadat comes manifests on Lag Bomer. And the, the, re the reason for that is okay, that Kaf Dalit Taf, which is the pivotal transformed letters of the name, add up to the 33. Mm -hmm. If you do the math. I see. Okay. But, 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 but in terms for, you know, in a just to bite into it with some sort of philosophical understanding, at least some, um, th th that sort of, uh, you know, you don't normally, we, we relate cotinus to something that isn't able to perceive, and this is actually a good cotinus, right? This is actually a cotinus that's necessary, um, right? Kadat? Yes, you, right. Isn't that yeah. what you said? This is yeah, all. Well, all all katnus, all katnus is necessary. Kedat is, shall we say, more open, more broad, and less and less midatadin. So all of the twenty-four thousand talmidim that of Rabbi Akiva that die, which, as you may recall from last week, I I would maintain that they died in the Bar Kochba revolt. All right, um, they are. They died because they came from. Of Katnut, and that Rabbi Akiva also he basically says Rabbi Akiva has two levels of consciousness within himself. He has his he has both the Katnut and the and the and the um, the transitional Katnut. Okay, mm -hmm. so that um, indeed the death of the students comes from the small Katnut. Once you get past the small katnut and you get into the into the more expansive katnut, then the student the students of Rabbi Akiva stop dying, and in fact they all manage to get uh, to get mitukan and embedded in the five talmidim that, that Rabbi Akiva actually did have. And the letter five, the number five here is important because five corresponds to the number of letters in Shem Elikim, and it corresponds to the number of letters in Shem. Um, and if you want to push that a little bit a little bit further, I believe that the 
the explanation of the number 24, as in 24,000 students, is because that there are 24 permutations of the name Elikim, which start with the letter Aleph. I believe that's, that's written there somewhere. You know, because then there's a total, there's 120 permutations of, of Shem Elikim. Um, and uh, they divide up into groups depending on what letter you're starting with. So my understanding is that the name, you know, the, the permutations of Shem Elikim, which is Katnut, real Katnut, there's 24 variations that are Shaykh to Rabbi Akiva, who Rabbi Akiva's Madrega was Das, and Das is symbolized by the letter Aleph. So therefore, all of his students that died were, were, in somehow emanating out of those those twenty four permutations of 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 Shema Likim. Wow. Um, so this is but, we, yeah, this shows you the, the very rich um, significance that the Arizal yeah, attached to that, and that it's really um, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah. you're gonna you're, you're gonna now take us, yeah. I think, uh, well, into bias Rishon a little bit now, right? Yeah, we're going to go to Bayes Risha. We're going to visit Yaakov, Vino, and Lavan first. But okay, uh, go ahead. As a, as, a, as a prelude to that, okay, I'm going to tell you that the... Hang on a second. That the difference between Katnut and Gadlut, okay, is that Katnut cannot contain everything, right? Now, you have, you have to start, start with this assumption, okay, that... Stuff that comes down min hashemayim contains within it both brokenness and wholeness. And if you have mochin of katnut, you can't really contain too much brokenness because you don't really have where to put it. Right? Everything comes down min hashemayim with, with, as it were, two sides with it. Especially since, if, if you're really thinking about it, everything that comes down min hashemayim is already already contains within it some of some something that has become uplifted from the broken world. And now fused with with uh, with light from uh, light from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then it comes back down. So if you have if you have katnut, that means that there's stuff that you just can't encompass in your mind. Okay, and therefore, since you can't encompass it, it spills over and and flows out and, and seems to get lost. Right. So that's why you have these students of Rabbi Akiva that are dying. Right, because because they they contain something within themselves that apparently Rabbi Akiva himself or maybe they they simply can't hold that hold that all in, right? There's some sort of negativity there that they that, that cannot be contained at this stage of katnut. That's the reason why we're growing our hair out for sphera because hair is something that comes in as an extension out from, you know, like as we said before, some sort of like dead matter that extends outward. So it's another way of symbolizing that we can't contain everything that we're that's that's coming into us. All right. Um, once you get to this rectified katanut, it means that you've built up within yourself, I would say, a certain a certain counterweight that can balance out what cannot be contained and keep it in some kind of positive orbit. So it's a transitional stage. Once we get the mochin of gadlut, we can encompass that, you know, we can encompass all these opposites and, and bring them together and, and integrate them, which is, that's gadlut. Within katnut, you can't, and it just flows out and you just, you know, it, it seems to be lost. And then when you get the, the transitional thing, you kind of learn how to have enough 
solid basis in your own neshama of who you are, that you can keep these things at least in some kind of orbit around yourself and begin to and to begin to reintegrate them. So out of this katnucheni, which is kedat, akedat, you you know you. Rabbi Akiva is able then to go teach his five, his five real students and and you know give them smicha and and fix up what went, what went wrong the first time. Yes, smicha actually. So if I, yeah, right. Is it Rabbi and Baba gives them smicha? But um, Rabbi Akiva. Uh, you know what? I'm okay. Rabbi Akiva taught them. He went down to he went down, right. to, he went, right, he went down south. Right. He went down south, which by the way was was Edomite territory. That's why it kind of seemed to uh, not get caught up in the. Total destruction of, of. Uh, yeah, of let, me, let, let me just period. throw in, uh, uh, you know, uh, what I, I think this might be inspired by our mutual Rebbe, Rabbi Zweig, that when, um, you know, we, we talk about Yaakov's purpose of spending so many years in Lovon, and of course, you know, Chazal, you know, contrast that to the years in Shem Be'ever, right? That he was, um, and Shem Be'ever is sort of like you know, Yaakov the Yeshiva Bochar, who was sleeping on the bench, and you know, or not even sleeping, but just absorbing and constantly learning, and then spending his working days, you know, for Lovon. And of course, uh, the whole din of Shemer Socher is learned out from uh, from Yaakov's description of how incredibly he watches over the flock. Um, so we almost, you know, be in the usual Midrashic take or the yeshiva take is that you know this is where Yaakov, you know, despite all, you know, he needed to buttress himself. Uh, in the yeshiva before he went to become uh, this working person. But from, uh, and again, it might be inspired by something I heard from Rabbi Zweig, Yaakov, it's actually not the case. Um, Yaakov's, um, this element that we call the Talmudic mind, uh, the ability to sort of understand um, subtle distinctions, whether they are in contracts or uh, in terms of how mishpat works, how uh, civil law and tort law uh, actually interact and, and, and where you draw the line, Lovan needs to train him in that. In other words, Lovan is the ultimate, uh, not the schemer, but Lovan is the guy that knows how to read the fine print. Lovan is the one who actually understands this uh, world, this business world, this world that, that, that runs on finance and, and people's property rights and, and that when we know so much the of ultimate Ferengi, you know, remember your yes. laws of acquisition. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's what he, which yeah. is what, which is what Lovin throws in his face, even when it comes to Yako, when it comes to Rochel and Leia, the Minug, uh, the Minug, and, and how you, and, and, you know, the Rechaimah Kodesh has a lot of fun um, parsing Lovin's words to show that Lovin was actually correct in terms of tov that it's all a matana and it's not a kinyan. It's not like he has actual. It's not. It's not a milva. It's a. It's a matana. All those things that 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 the svarim speak about is something Yaakov needed to absorb. In other words, Yaakov right. was an ishtam, which means he doesn't really understand this this world, which you could say is katnus, but it's not really katnus. Because it is the sort of real world that Torah ends up uplifting and absorbing and elevating. And, you know, you, you have in the yeshiva world, you have people who spend their whole lives just walking from their house in the base medrash, talking about machloksim and kinyonim and, and in bari and shema and chazokas. That became almost the, the, the grand motif of, of, of Jewish thinking was how to think about uh, business and think about it in a way that is uh, t- correct. That really is the Jew, that's the Talmudic mind, whether it's Shtoros, whether it's Kinyonim, 
that's really the essence of what Torah learning becomes. And that only happens with, you would say it's katnus, but that is actually, that's the katnus that leads to the godless. That's what Yaakov gets from, from Lovon. Um, you know, he, he and, is, he, and, and he has to, yeah. In other words, he, when he shows, when he shows up there, you know, he, and he has a discussion with Rachel and he says, her, don't worry, I am his Ach Beramos, right? In other words, I, I can match him. Well, he can't, at least not in the beginning. And, and, and that's why it was essential for him to stay there so long. Yaakov absorbs into his uh, familial DNA and it goes into us what we got out of that stay in Aram. We became Talmudic thinkers there which we would not have become otherwise. Um, you know, yeah. it, it, and I think that, and that I, I believe is just a little bit of a, an explanation the way I, I'm feeling it in terms of this katnos. Um, in other words, part of what Rabbi Akiva is about even much later is the essential Talmudic learning. And, 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 and if, you, if you zero in on that katnos, uh, you don't get the, the overarching expansion, which really... You know, turns you into the ultimate lamdan. You know, what turns you to the ultimate lamdan is not that you're, you're not the lawyer who's just the fixer who takes care of this specific issue, but you're actually able to to, to create parallels and and in terms of how Kenyana work and in terms of Ashtara's work and in terms of Ayusoto's work of of land owning, and you're able to see the type of incredible, um, really ultra spiritual, but yet rooted completely in the physical world that that, that the Talmudists were about. You know, it, 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 it's you know that is why I think the the Talmudic uh, personality is such a mystery to to other religious factions. Most spiritual people, <laughs> you right. know, are we like are we spiritual people or are we are we lawyers? You know, and, right? And, and they and, don't and, get it. And they would say, that's your holy man. You know, again, that's your holy man that, they, you know, that, that that's talking about, you know, you know, why a person were, were, wins a dintaira based on migu, you know what I'm saying? And, and where, yeah. where migu works or where it doesn't. And yet we know that it's that type of in-depth, really roll up your sleeves, down and dirty business thinking that we consider the ultimate of dveikus and way merataira. So... To me, that is what came out of Aram. That is why. Yeah. So Shem Be'eber was more like Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, philosophy, Musar. He's meditating. He's, he's, he's meditating, you know. Um, yeah. Um, and, or, or as Rabbi Yaakov says, how do we deal with the Oiv Devei and how do we deal with the Kfir of Ruach that's here, and how do we, how do we buttress ourselves? But, but Lavan teaches him how to think and how to, uh, and, and, and that, of course, develops into the ugly side, which is, of course, the Jewish businessman, the Jewish um, lawyer, um, the Jewish person who really knows how to work the system. And, and just like Yaakov was perplexed with love on <laughs> so many uh, generations of Christians and others have seen the Jew Right, <laughs> been able to somehow, uh, 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 you know, rise victorious. It's basically, a, a low, a low form of life, obsessed with little, with little ridiculous details. And, you know, that's our, that's our stereotype. Listen, it's, it's, it's very, very true because this is the tikkun of all the katnos. But I, 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 I think I need to, I think I need to say something else about about the, the issue just, here. Yeah, I just wanted to. The I issue, just wanted the to issue, pepper. yeah, the issue, the issue is, is that, is that. Okay, you know, katnos is dark and dismal, and 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 the problem is, is that when I receive it into myself, 
Okay, I, I can't I can't contain it, right? So the struggle is, you know, as a as an on a, as an individual person, do I have a separate identity from the katnus, or or in in having part of myself spill over into the into the environment, do I end up following the spillover and losing myself entirely? And that's why, and that's why Lovan is always there to say, "Hey, you don't even exist. Your perspective, you know, I, listen. The material that you got is still me. This is still me. The thoughts in your head are me. The, the women that you have are me. My children are me. It's all, it's all me because you don't have any ability to to maintain a a, a, a core sense of self. You know, it's or, or at least, or at least, or at least, it's a struggle. It's a, it's, you know, it's a real struggle, and that's the that's the avoid of katnos. That's the avoid of spheres Eimer. Once you get, once you get to to lagba Eimer and to akadat, you have a certain kind of core. Um, you have a certain kind of core das, let's say of chasodim, which is able to be the fulcrum or the counterweight to to all the katnos in your environment, and then you begin to recoup what was lost yeah i i think you really okay. see that in in in, in what i always found nelson was the one of the most fascinating and perplexing um passages the way it was explained by the mukubal which of course is yaakov and the makalos and the oh. and the and the and the, and the herd that he is able to create and again again let's talk and about Adam it, Kadmon, you know <laughs> loving yes. is on yes right so, so if he's called so if we talk about you know here here's love and you know Jacob saying give me my own chance and I'm not going to take anything of yours but you know I'm I'm just going to um, you know uh, kind of create my own little flock and of course the, the the description which is like the most boring psukum of animal husbandry you can expect you ma- imagine ten year old kids eight year old kids you know maybe they're interested in it but not, you know who you know other than you know mr kimball from um, you know, i tried it with cockroaches by the way when i was a kid i had an experiment i <laughs> caught a bunch of cockroaches and i put them in a jar you know and i put i put sugar down there and and i and i took little pieces of paper with white spots on them and i tried That's to so. see what would happen if the cockroaches looked at the white spots they, they didn't look at the white spots but, but they ate the sugar <laughs> yes especially those palmettos and you know i think you might have been responsible for some of those uh those those radioactive gigantic ones that uh that fly around there who knows you might have added to the uh to the species but the point is is that it's like hmm like like the Torah is telling us this, and of course the, uh, you know, the Ari and others point to these places, and maybe it's in the Zohar itself. I really, you know, is that this is the one of the deepest places in the Torah. In other words, these psukim really describe the world before our world, right? The world of of right. of, 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 of of the ultimate Or, and then the world of 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 Kalim. So it's interesting that Yaakov actually. How do how do Kalim emerge? If you know, if 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 Adam Kadmon or if all the Iris over there are are, are completely, you know, completely one and indistinguishable and there's no differentiation then how does differentiation actually emerge you know and and it's it's kind of i mean it is miraculous the answer the answer is on the on the, the short form that that the tamim and the nakuda and the nakudot and the tagin that don't really exist they list they exist as movement they exist as as like a some kind of you know some kind of interplay of something which doesn't exist with it, you know, but it interplays, it has an interplay in a process within itself and it generates a kind of music, you know, and from the interplay that happens, the Kalim 
ultimately emerge. And 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 therefore, you know, when you know Yaakov has this vision of all these akudim, nakudim, abrudim that are that are being picked up by malachim, or the or the sheep are carrying maloch, the, the, the malachim are carrying sheep and dropping them down into into Yaakov's flock. But the 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 idea I think is that actually the malachim are implanting these. Um, you know, tamim nekudai sintagin into the into the sheep, and that's a way of saying that that uh, the tamim nekudai tagin, excuse me, the tamim nekudai and the tagin are not do not exist because the sheep exist. They exist, and therefore the sheep exist. And that's the that's you know that's the chiddush, and that's how Yaakov, who doesn't exist, can claim existence and you know emerge into into some kind of independent state of being but i'll call upon him if you if you switch this back to the to the to the you know concrete issue of so within there's even a struggle for your own existence over and against the 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 uh ideas and the das that you're trying to pull in from you know that you're trying to reconnect with and it's just as likely that you'll follow the spillover and lose yourself and become completely bottle uh, to love on as 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 you will that you'll pull something out and create something of yourself. And so when you actually get a core basis of 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 das of chasodim, you know, which can which can sustain you, then you're already you're already serving as a counterweight to the stuff that's being lost and then you can begin to even consider pulling in what has been lost and 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 reintegrating it which is which is of course where you get the you know where you got the all this katnuni you know uh, minuscule specific uh, legalism that uh, you know for for which the torah is famous and and where indeed we actually do hinge all of the sides you know all the higher secrets of everything are 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 lying in 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 the, the principles of of migu and tavlum mace of tandu and I don't know all the other right you know but, 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 and et cetera but what i think what what you know what changes and again we see this of course in in, in you know ugly demonstrations of it when we have these you know these legal eagles who are just experts in certain types of law and they know how to get a guy off the hook Whereas what we're interested in is really, you know, a very big picture of 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 how man operating as this human being with with issues and arguments and points and and and, and properties and kavulim and simtumim uh, is really able to live a life, you know, connected to the will of God, and therefore you need to think big. You need right. to. You, you, you can't become a, a, a an ultra specialist. And 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 one little aspect of how to get a guy out of a you know out of a out of a tax jam, you need to think right. you need to think out of the box, because what you're trying to do is 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 really uh, insert yourself into an overarching system of saying, this world, with all its kavulim and simtumim and 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 all the way into the depth of the Masiya, is all connected to the das Hashem. And therefore, it behooves you uh, to think and, intelligently, but it, but but not. And by and I got I just I just got to tell you, and that is exactly the transitional mochin of katnut that are embodied in the idea of akedat. That's the that's the meaning of that name. It's the it's the rectification of katnut that actually brings about the full blown um, expansion of of Torah, which is das Hashem. 
and the ability for you to take something as as specific as as you know did you sign your name that way or did you sign your name that way and have it be a vehicle for Hakadosh Baruch Hu's uh, mind which is infinite okay so, so that's where that's how that's that's what Akada does it takes you from mochin of katut of elokim to mochin of gadlut of 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 havaya now I know we don't have that much time here because yeah, I just I, sorry, I just I just got it. I, so at least I have to point out what all this has to do with Yaakov, you know, and and Lava. Okay, so I get at least that that I, that I have to say. So forgive me if I if I go ahead. You know, be, be too presumptuous. The gematria of Akadat, the name Aleph Kaf Dalid Tet Mem, adds up to seventy four, which is Ed witness right and the as you know the first letter and the last letter haven't switched but the middle letters have switched so the gematria of the middle letters is lamad gimel so lamad gimel over here says the area color says that's that's lagba omer right and the total is ed so it's gal out of ed gal ed now you know that that uh, when when Yaakov is fleeing Lavan, okay, he, Lavan catches up with him and they have something of a confrontation. And Lavan goes searching through all of his stuff and, and, then, he, and then he makes the claim, you know, Habanim banai habanot banotai lihu. You know, every, everything, everything that you have is me. Don't, you know, don't think that you're anything at all. But what can I do? Because Kadosh Baruch Hu, you know, Hashem came to me and said, you better leave Yaakov alone and let him, and let him go. So, so we're going to, so we're going to make a covenant and Yaakov decides that what we got to do right now is two things. He has to set up a matzeva and he also has to pile up a bunch of rocks and they're going to sit on top of the pile of rocks and eat. And, and they call, they name that pile of rocks Gal-Ed, which may have something to do with the name of the area later on, Gilad. Right. Okay. Um, and that is the, that location is the place where Yaakov has enough of a sense of identity, okay, that he can be there and he can let Lavan go and whatever still needs to be integrated can still be integrated, but at least I know that I have this much together, you know, and rocks are always, by the way, a, a symbol for, for Nishamot, okay? So with all the Nishamot that I've gotten, so some of it has spilled out, and some of it I'm containing, but at least I got I got a core gal over here that based upon this I can continue to I can continue to expand and build myself. And and this is the gal that Lavan is not allowed to cross. Because Lavan is not allowed to cross because well, or Lavan can't cross it because if he tries to cross it, what he's really trying to do is he's trying to eliminate Yaakov's own core sense of identity. And he can no longer do that because that sense of identity is established, and even Lavan has to has to realize that. So Lavan, you stay north of the Galed, I stay anywhere south of the Galed, I exist, you exist, and now because I have that that kind of solid foundation, I can continue to integrate Katnos into myself and build up, you know, build myself up towards receiving the Tyra, which Tyra here means being able to fuse the Katnos aspects with the with the uh, infinite, you know, minds of Yudke Vavke aspect. But, but right. as, as you've as you've told us, really, you know, as much as Lovin doesn't venture, we aren't finished with Aram by a long shot. Aram yeah. is still, no, not at all. Yeah, and Aram because is, I mean, Ar, you know, Aram Aram comes back. 
Okay. And I guess the best thing that I can do is, is to read um, the story of Aram's attempt to, to uh, completely subjugate uh, Yisrael, Malchus Yisrael. And uh, he, Ben Hadad Melech Aram comes and, and uh, surrounds Shomron. Shomron is the capital of, of uh, Mamlachet Yisrael. That's Achav's uh, capital. Um, and he sends, he sends messengers to Achav Melech, Melech Yisrael, and he says, Ko, lo, Ko Amar Ben Hadad, Kaspecha, your money was a havcha and your gold, Lihu, they belong to me. And your wives and your sons, the good ones, you keep the crappy ones, I guess. Lihem, <laughs> they're mine. Okay, so you know, Ahav wasn't didn't think didn't think that he really had the military ability to to respond to this. So he says, okay, you know what can I do? And Ben Hadad, you know, I guess his ego gets a bit pumped up, and he says. And he says um, that just remember, I'm claiming your gold and your silver and your wives and your children, and you're going to give them all to me. Because as it, you know, this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my servants to you. They will, they will ransack your house and the homes of your, of your ministers. And anything that you desire, in particular, the, you know, is probably the wives. They'll take it. So at this point, Ahab says, Stop. I mean, in in a sense, Ahav has has come to his galed. I can I can give you some stuff, but to actually give you who we are, our wives, our our our, our existence, you don't have the right to lay a claim to that. So so he calls out all the all the elders, and he tells them exactly what happened. And the elders and the nation say to him, "Don't agree to this. This is suicide." Okay, and um, so he sends the message to Ben Hadad and says, "Listen, if you want my money, fine. If you want our money, fine. If you want our wives and children and everything, and you want to be able to walk into our houses as if we don't exist, you don't have a right to that." And so Ben Hadad makes a threat because he's got gigantic army behind him. And here's a here's a pasuk which is so famous; it really it's worthwhile to worthwhile to. Just stated out loud. Layan Melech Yisrael Vayomer Dabru. Now he's telling his his messengers to speak this to Ben Hadad. Al Yit Halel Chogel Kimefateach. The person who is tying on his weapon belt should not boast like the person who is untying his weapon belt. Which means to say, you know what? You think you're going to beat me when you go into battle, but you shouldn't be too certain about how things play out okay because nobody you don't know how they're going to play out and indeed an avi comes and a kadosh who steps into the thing and 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 uh and ahav has a gigantic has a gigantic uh, victory okay and this secures malchut israel for for another while right so it's really so, bad. you know i i, I just want to so know, it really so it really is fascinating by the way I, i'm not the you know the, the the one who pointed this out is no less than as is is Rabbeinu Hananel al Hatorah. He makes he, he points out the the connection between Ben Hadad's language and Lavan's language to Yaakov, and the fact that Lavan actually 
goes through Yaakov's stuff and searches out everything. And that's exactly the same terminology that that, that Hadan is using. So there's and it's, a, and it's interesting that that you know you know we 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 have this idea of Achav being one of the most evil of men and one of the most um, ill uh, functioning of the kings. And here we actually are seeing him sort of as the hero. He's sort of the hero of this story, and his uh, his, his his gumption and his his stubbornness and his his sense of ad khan we almost have, in a sense of, you know, Achav is really the playing the Yaakov figure here, right? As in, obviously, uh, yes, and, obviously, and, and and you would say, hmm, Achav, you, know? yeah, you you would you would you would say, hmm. But one thing, one thing that you have to, I think, give Achav credit for is that he cared very deeply about Am Yisrael. He cared about his people. Oh yes, oh yes, he was you the know? ultimate. And and you know. they didn't speak Lashon as Chazal say. And Chazal reminded that Achav went out to battle and he and he and he succeeded. Okay. Right, and the Tziv actually talks about the great chasodim that were that, that were instituted, the institutions of 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 helping each other. Um, they didn't necessarily do the ritual law, but they were very involved in 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 caring for each other, and that was something that mm-hmm. Malchus used for, which I think uh, really sets us up for another conversation, which is how this plays into the the. The modern state of Israel and the critic critics of that. But oh yes, I, indeed. We have definitely run out of our of our time here for today. But I think you. Well, you've, maybe you want if you want to take it up next week. Yes, I think we too, definitely think we're on the interest. runway. We're on the runway, and we've got to fly, especially as we go into Lag Bomer. Thanks again, Rav Nosson, for uh, for really um, uh, discovering and fleshing out. Um, what we're about, really, and what our what what our our history has been, and what it can continue to be, if we take the lessons correctly, um, with a lot of, you know, as as the Beatles said, you know, um, all we need is a, a little help from our friends, and I, I think that uh, our own I mean, diaspora Shiva has a. The Aspri Shiva has a version of that song. You know, I get by with a little help from Hashem. From Hashem. And, I get by right. with and, and of course, I think the two really go together uh, 100%. Right. That's it, my friends. We'll try you next week as we get ready for Lag itself. Be well, everyone. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 